everybody. Welcome to day 151. Uh, we're in our third season of Shaped by the Word, the story of the prophets. And of course, a big part of the message of the prophets is the call to repentance and the announcement of the inevitable judgment uh, that will consume both Israel and uh, in Jerusalem. Um, we come to you know chapter 7. We see the heights to which or the depths, rather, to which their sins have taken them. Uh, not only they're far from God, but some of the things that they have taken on uh, are absolutely beyond our our imagination. And uh, we realize that that's exactly how sin works. It starts in ways that are very small. Our hearts become hard, and we embrace things we'd never even imagine. And, and sin has taken us further than you know we dare go. And hopefully, we've never experienced anything like Israel is experiencing at this moment. Uh, but we do have this, this, you know, the seeds of deceit and sin in our heart uh, that lead to kind of hardness that eventually leads to uh, unimaginable distance from God. So we pick up in uh, verse thirty of chapter seven, as we always do. Uh, we 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 pause, even as we read hard passages, to know that God, in His kindness and His mercy and His grace, is meeting us through His Word, uh, warning us and calling us into a deeper relationship with him. So before we read, I'm Paul, by the way, here with Cindy, David, and Matt. Cindy, do you mind leading us in a word of prayer? Do not mind. Father, thank you so much for this time in your word. Um, Often uh, we see in Jeremiah just really harsh uh, words, Lord, that, you know, our hearts need to hear. And Father, so I I would pray that as we read that uh, our eyes would be open, our hearts would be open to hear what you have for us. Father, that we may possibly confess sin that is keeping us from fellowship with you. But Lord, that you will um, do a good work in our heart that will deepen our faith and our love for you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Jeremiah 7, verse 30. Uh, the people of Judah have done evil in my eyes, the Lord. They have set up their detestable idols in the house that bears my name and have defiled it. They have built the high places of Topheth in the valley of Ben-Hinnon to burn their sons and daughters in the fire, something I did not command, nor did it enter my mind. So beware, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when people will no longer call it Topheth or the valley of Ben-Hinnon, but the valley of slaughter. For they will bury the dead in Topheth until there is no more room. Then the carcasses of this people will become food for the birds and the wild animals, and there will be no one to frighten them away. I'll bring an end to the sounds of joy and gladness and to the voices of bride and bridegroom in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, for the land will become desolate. At that time declares the Lord the bones of the kings and the officials of Judah, the bones of the priests and the prophets, and the bones of the people of Jerusalem be removed from their graves, will be exposed to the sun and the moon and all the stars of heaven, which they have loved and served, which they have followed and consulted and worshipped. They will not be gathered up or buried, but will be like dung lying on the ground. Wherever I banish them, all the survivors of this evil nation will suffer death to life, declares the Lord Almighty. We finally find uh, you know, people outside of the city of Jerusalem uh, worshiping you know, the gods that uh, are usually referred to by the prophets as the detestable gods of the Ammonites and the Moabites, uh, you know, Moloch and Chemish, uh, where they're actually offering, you know, offering their children mm-hmm. in sacrifice to the Lord for the hope of, of greater blessing. And of course, we talked about this yesterday, having no concern for the least of these, but the willing sacrifice of their own children 
uh, really shows a hardness of heart that is absolutely you know, unimaginable to us in, in so many ways. And so you have the evil they're doing inside of the temple. In other words, they're setting up shrines to other gods in the temple itself. But then outside of the you know the simple the simple the temple uh, in the valley of Ben Hinnom, they're actually sacrificing their children. And it later will be the desecrated place, you know, that is predicted here in Ben Hinnom. Uh, will come the image that Jesus uses in the New Testament. Uh, is a smoldering place where the worm does not die and the flames are not quenched uh, as a uh, as an image of total separation you know from God or the fire very fires of hell itself mm-hmm. even thinking about how this section begins I mean this is one of those sections where it's like well man where's the hope in this mm-hmm. you know and, and we do get to hope when um, we get to we get mm-hmm. to Jesus but even this first part verse 30 the people of Judah have done evil in my eyes declares the Lord we have they have set up detestable idols in the house that bears my name and have defiled it you know and and we've seen I mean up to this point we're only you know, barely into the eighth chapter and, and we've seen a lot of what the you know God's people continues to do this detestable in his his sight and his evil in his eyes um, but then that association of, of you know, setting up idols as well. You know, and, and I think if we we look at this and we just write them off as, man, I can't believe they were doing that. that. That was evil. I would we miss out on the own, our own idolatry that Scripture calls us from those detestable idols that we set up. You know, both in our hearts and in our worship, um, and, and we miss that. And this, yeah, it's what we look at here, we're not offering. We may not be sacrificing physically our children. Mm-hmm. But we have some idols set up that the Lord views as detestable. No, and, and you know there is a sense when uh, when we're not walking with the Lord, we do incur incredible harm, you know, to our families and to our kids that they don't get to see people who have an affection for the Lord and and a genuine love for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they may sometimes see us as people like we've talked about in previous chapters that walk into the temple of the Lord and say, "The temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord," you know, "the temple of the Lord." Uh, but they know what is deeply important to us. They know where our affections lie, and, and they also know when we're we're cold and indifferent, you know, to the things, you know, to the things of the Lord. And so there are great losses, you know, to our families and to our children, you know, when we're not, you know, faithful and faithful to the Lord. Nothing as vivid as this. And of course, the hope with this is, you know, not that we find ourselves in this moment. You know, the hope in this is we, we live past this moment to see how God redeems yeah. and how God takes, you know, the very judgment uh, that was placed on the nation of Israel. God eventually takes on himself in order to redeem those uh, that are under the curse of the law mm-hmm. by becoming yeah. a curse for us. And we, we see how far the people have gone in, in the middle of, of eight. You know, it talks about all the, the bones being taken out and removed from their graves mm-hmm. and then those bones being exposed to the sun and the moon, the stars and the heavens which the people have loved, served, followed, consulted, and worshipped. And so all those descriptions of loving, serving, following, consulting, worship, you want those to be true of the people towards the Lord. Mm-hmm. And yet we see that they're, they are true of the people, but they've been towards you know the sun, the moon, the, these idols that they've even put up in the house of the Lord and, and, and gone to. And uh, man, that's a, a huge indictment, and, and yet one that I often see in my life. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, the, the prophets and the priests and the king, you know, all would have this comfortable place of saying, 
you know, but we'll never experience the consequences of our actions and of our deeds, of our callousness, of our, you know, misuse of the word of God, of our, you know, indifference, you know, to the things of God and, you know, quietly pass away during their generation and be buried in nice graves. And, and so you have the disruption of e even that. And uh, there'd be nothing more horrible in that generation, you know, than, you know, the sense of a desecrated body. But in the same way, you have desecrated my land. Your bones, you know, will be a symbol of that. And, and of course, they'll lay around like, you know, just hear the depth of that image. They'll lay around like dung on, on a field. Because you, you're the ones who have brought this about, even though you're not experiencing the full judgment of it. And, uh, you know, don't be deceived. There's judgment that awaits you as well. And going back to um, this idea or the, these verses of child sacrifice, which just sounds so horrific, and you think, how could you get there? Um, I was reading in the commentary that it was not uncommon for some of the ancient Near Eastern religions to do this. And so you realize that you have a people that are not only disregarding God's wisdom and his commands, but then they have turned to these other religions and are being so influenced and so it you you see that shift of being influenced by the world around them well, and it's one of the interesting things like when we read at least for me when i read like jeremiah or, and i see some of the idols of the, of the people they're not my idols right. so it's easy to look at and say i can't believe that why would they ever do that yeah and disregard the idols that you know maybe mm -hmm. our cultural idols that are so attractive to us today mm -hmm. and yeah, and I'm sure generations from now people look back and they'll say, how in the world did that worship that idol? <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and, yeah. and yet all of it still, I mean, it mm -hmm. comes back to the same things. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's that reorientation. This is why we need all of God's word. It's that reorientation mm -hmm. to who he is, what he's done, who he's called us to be, um, to repent of our idols and our sin no, and, and turn to him. Yeah, it's something mm -hmm. we said all week. You know, I, hopefully we never sink to this depths. Mm -hmm. Uh, but we do see, you know, in this, you know, some tendencies we have away from God and, and, and the fact that our those tendencies and the things, you know, that we cherish uh, will have an effect on our children and will have an effect on the next generation and will, you know, have a deep, you know, a deep effect on us. And, and so while we may not, you know, physically sacrifice children, uh, we are guilty of having ears that do not hear, you know, and uh, do not receive the word of God and are not deeply repentant uh, we find no pleasure in his word and many of the things that you know we've talked about you know that are part of it that we, we can see in our heart and hopefully hear the warning of the prophets you know as well and we also know a lot of stuff like this is happening around us and we mm -hmm. need not be indifferent mm -hmm. yeah there's a kind of wild words at the end of three you know wherever i banish him all the survivors of this evil nation will prefer death to life and so just looking at the seriousness mm -hmm. of of god's judgment even revelation 9 talks about you know during those days people will seek death but will not find it they'll long to die but death you know, will elude them and, and so just the seriousness and the ugliness of it is without going to scripture something i forget and something that i um, don't often think about it but need to be reminded of no and it, and it you know does take us all the way back you know, to uh, to the garden. You know, the disobedience leads to death. It's not an instantaneous physical death, but it's a spiritual death uh, that produces you know the seeds of death. And of course, you have that reverse in the resurrection. That even though we die, yet shall we live. And, and of course, the result of sin is even though we live, yet we shall we shall die. And uh, 
these are the you know again the heart of heart of sin whether it's minor or major is always destructive Mm -hmm. heavenly father these these are hard words to hear uh, but may we have may we have ears to hear Uh, we thank you for the warnings in the old testament and may we may we heed them may we not have hearts that uh, grow cold may we not lose a sense of uh, pleasure at coming into your presence and knowing your word and following your ways may we experience the rest and the hope that only you give in christ jesus it's in your holy name we pray amen Mm -hmm.